Talk about it. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan reporting live for duty on this September 4th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to JR the Podcast. Final quarter of 2018. Get your shoe shined up, boy. And happy birthday to Mr. Google. Google? I Googled this. Um, it's Google's 20th birthday. As of late, the internet search engine giant Google, whenever they mention things on the internet, it's always the internet giant. Whenever they mention a giant of industry, they always say giant. Do you ever notice when they always mention giant, they mention giant? But it just that just sounds like a, a news, uh, you know, a news clip, a news feed. And in the online sphere, the internet giant Google celebrates 20th year of um, downloading and uh, web surfing. I don't even know if that's true, man. I don't remember Google in fucking junior high. Everything was Hotmail and Yahoo. Yahoo. I don't know. I think I like Google better just because Google, like Google. It has, a, it has a better ring to it, you know? Google. Google. Make me want to talk, baby talk, like Gaga and Goo Goo. Pretty pink, baby blue. Why don't you teach me something new? Oh, we're all babies in my view. So crawl, baby. Crawl, baby. You wanna talk, baby talk like Gaga and Goo Goo, Google Goo. That was off that, uh, remember when Outcast put out that double album, um, Speaker Box and The Love Below? That was like Pretty Pink or something or something. That was off the Andre 3000 album, off that double album. It's pretty good, that was a pretty decent album. Until I got all my albums stolen in the uh, fall of 2008. Got all my CDs stolen. But hey, you know, whatever. I was just getting on Google at that time. I was, you know, I wasn't really much for the internet around that time. I was still kind of like just checking Hotmail, you know, trying to hook up with bitches on Craigslist, you know, posting an ad. Needing my cock sucked. And, uh, you know... 
Google is, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think people ever really used Google. I never, well, what am I saying? Obviously people did, but I don't remember it being around for 20 years. I thought, I only thought, only, the first time I heard about it was like uh, probably around 2004. But I'll take their word for it. The thing about Google is, as they are the internet giant that they are, why don't they just like lie about that shit? You know, it's like, it's Google's 40th anniversary. Like, how would we know? All the information and news we get is through Google anyways. Google. The internet. They could just lie about it. They could say they, they you know, they've been in business since like, you know, the Kennedy administration or something. Who would know? How could we possibly know? All the information you get and I get is through internet and filtered news sources. We don't know anything that we actually hear. It's like the Truman Show with Jim Carrey. Your best friend isn't your best friend. That storm you almost drowned in, that never happened. It's all been a concoction of the mind. But, um... How would we even know if, like, Google started, like, um, you know, I don't know, a hundred years ago? At the turn of the century, Sir William Google Ford invented the first steam-engined internet tablet device. Android. Sir Wilfred... Google Laurier Ford Benson <laughs> invented the first steam-powered tablet for Windows 10 and iOS devices. I don't know. Google. It's kind of sad Yahoo got punched out of the mix, right? Nobody uses Yahoo anymore. I think, like, my sister does, but um, I never email that bitch anyway, so. <laughs> but uh, aside from my sister, I don't really know who uses Yahoo. And that's, that, that, that's, you know, like, if it comes down to a search engine name, that one definitely gives Google a run for the money because, like I said, I, I like Google, Google Gaga. That's pretty cool. But, like, Yahoo, that's, that's not bad as well, you know. Yahoo. Meet me on Yahoo! Chat. And we'll chat. So happy birthday, Google. 20 years going and still clicking. 20 years kicking and still on clicking. Happy birthday, Google. You deserve it. Um, <laughs> how fucked up is that? Google probably got more birthday wishes than I have. I haven't talked to anybody in like... You know, I'm kind of like a hermit these days. I don't really talk to many people. I stick to myself. Um, I work on my comedy, my acting, my sobriety. If you're new to my podcast, Jonathan Ramtram, actor, comedian, alcoholic, temporary laborer. I pretty much stick to those uh, domains. I try to keep my comedy and my acting going. I try to keep my sobriety. Well, I do keep my sobriety going. One year and ten months. And, uh, you know, then I work. So... Last time I got a birthday card or a fucking happy birthday or a fucking Merry Christmas. I never get any of that shit. Here I am wishing Google and a fucking inanimate, 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 
you know what I'm talking about, in, 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 you know, a non-living being getting a fucking birthday congrats. Well, that's not true. When I got my first year of sobriety, I got a birthday. Happy birthday, Jonathan. And they made me a cake. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. In sobriety, um, my new birthday is um, November 11th, 2016. Because that's my sobriety date. November 11th, 2016. So I'm technically coming up on my terrible twos. I'm almost two years old. All I want for Christmas is my tooth, one teeth. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, fuck Google. I don't give a shit about your birthday. You fucking... Oh yeah, and also, oddly enough, on the on their twentieth birthday anniversary, um, they also released something called um, SAM or SISM. SASM. It's an acronym. C S A M. Child abuse material. Oh, sorry. Child sexual abuse material. SASM. Google, on their 20th birthday, they released this free software, SASM, which is supposed to help in the tracking and monitoring of um, child sexual abuse material, kitty porn. And um, I'm like, wow, that's kind of a weird way to celebrate your 20th birthday, you know? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know? Somebody feels guilty. They probably contributed to it the most, you know? Google kitty porn. And, uh, you know, you'll see what I mean. But, um, no, 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 no. They, they released this software, and, um, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird that, um, that little article was also, also nestled in with, um, their birthday wishes. And what a strange acronym, too. SASM. SASM. C-S-A-M, Child Sexual Abuse Material. I heard that and I thought, childgasm? I'm having a childgasm. All this kitty porn. It's not even funny to make fun of, really. I guess that's part of being a comedian. You just say things just because you, you know. Which leads me to this next issue. This little next piece of uh, information. This little next piece of business, news business. Um... The Ontario government has until January 1st, 2019 to implement free speech policies, the minimum requirements, lest they lose their funding, the government of Canada. So all the college and university institutes, they have until January 1st to implement these uh, policies of freedom of speech or they're going to be, you know liable to lose um, funding. See, I can sound smart. And, um, you know, that's just such a strange, you know, when I read that article, I I thought, like, it had no information other than that. I mean, the article went on for a bit, and that's just the, the pretty much the gist of it. They have till January 1st, 2019, to comply with the minimum requirements for the government implemented policies of freedom of speech or they can lose their funding and then the article just went on and blah 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 and they're like it's kind of scary and um it's kind of threatening and they had like little um they had like a little article like a little blurb with um this 
this uh, African-American, well, sorry, African-Canadian, rather, this strapping young black man, uh, big-lipped, beautiful, um, you know, uh, Malcolm X glasses on, you know, real ornery-looking, uh, handsome, debonair fellow black man like myself. He's like the student union associate president at Carleton University, Algonquin Park or some shit. And uh, they had a picture of him and a little blurb saying, he is more than happy and excited to um, discuss and meet with these uh, policies and implements as long as nobody feels unsafe. Such bullshit. It's like, back in the day, didn't universities like welcome this type of stuff, this type of jazz? Like, um, you go to a university to get your mind opened. If you could just get your mind together, then come across to me. We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sun rise from the bottom of the sea. But first, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? Well, I have. I know, I know, you scream and cry that your little world won't let you go. But who in your measly little world are you trying to prove that you're made out of gold and won't be sold? But first, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? Well, I have. Not necessarily stoned, but, uh, beautiful. <laughs> I'm in a singing mood. God bless these vocal chops, right? Anyway, um, it's kind of strange to want to, like, implement those things. And those words, are you experienced? You know, they mean so many different things. But, like, wouldn't you want to get experienced? Wouldn't you want to have an experience of, like, open-mindedness and different, um... That's truly the only way to unity. I've been doing some self-work on myself. And um, when you become mistrustful of people, as the Rabbi Jacobson told me on YouTube, Shalom, Rabbi Jacobson. Uh, there's some rabbi on YouTube, <laughs> Rabbi Jacobson, uh, at the Meaningful Life Institute. I've been watching some of his videos. And he was talking about you know, I have trust issues. I don't trust nobody. Like I told you bitch-ass niggas, I have no friends. Ah, shit, blood! But like I told you all bitch-ass niggas, I have no friends. I don't trust people. I don't like people, really. Well, that's not true. Like, I, you know, I've spent a lot of my life looking out for family members, looking out for people, and after my fucking flame out with my alcoholism, I just had to get back to me, and I was just pretty much disinterested in hanging out with people, talking to people. That's just what it is. And now I'm coming back out of my tortoise shell and I want to get back in with people because, you know, I'm a social being. I just had some rough patches and I had to take care of myself. But um, generally speaking, when you're distrustful of others, um, it comes from a lot of things, but um, there's extremes, right? You can either say, oh, I'm going to distrust everybody and push everybody away because nobody is trustworthy. 
Or you can be naive and be like, oh, I trust everybody. Come on in, everybody over here. I love you. You could be naive. Or you can find a happy middle ground where it's like some people are worthy of trust. Some people are unworthy of trust. And that is ideally what you want to strive for. According to the Rabbi Jacobson. Shalom, Rabbi Jacobson. Dreidel, 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 la 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 la. I'm a rabbi. What can I say? I counsel people in all their Jewish affairs. I'm a rabbi. And um, so that's kind of the idea with freedom of speech, too, because it's like in order to be unified, you need to give, you have to give and receive trust, right? That's how you find unity in your life. Calm, balance, united in life, united with people. It's trust. You give and take of trust. So to just say, I distrust everyone and I don't want to hear what you have to say and I'm close-minded to your speech. That's just basically saying that um, you're close-minded and you're not open to other ideas. It doesn't save you from anything. It doesn't unify you with anything. It just perpetuates your, um, your prejudices. It perpetuates your um, intolerance. And it separates. So ideally, you know, you want to be unified. At least that's what I want. I mean, that's what I want. I want a unified life. I want to trust. I want to give trust and receive trust. And, um, you know... When I read that little article about the Ontario government, you know, implementing free speech policies. Oh, thank you for implementing my right to speak. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And, and some fucking dummy bonehead moron wrote them some dumb little pissy little article. And the fear that springs from that and the worry and the angst and the, oh, no. Uh, uh, uh. Freedom, of, freedom of speech and blatant hate speech are two completely different things. And you should not fear either, though you should tolerate and encourage one, which is obviously freedom of speech. You should tolerate and encourage it versus, you know, the intolerance and the discouragement of hate speech. I mean, hate speech is horrendous. But then again, it's a gray line too. But once the government implements these um, policies for us, then we'll know exactly who to be. So that's the good news. So um, that's a funny little bit of news that came down the pike for me this morning as, as I was reading. Oh, yes. Uh, here's another one. Cosby Show actor Jeffrey Owens spotted in a dirty uniform at a Trader Joe's cash register. Some poor bastard, uh, Jeffrey Owens. I guess he was an actor on the Cosby Show. He's like a middle-aged man right now. Very handsome, mulatto-looking man. He looks like he could play like a detective type or like a, you know, a love interest for an older black woman on some, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm getting myself a piece of ass. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, there's a fire. Speaking of which, um, like, as I said, um, well, I'll tie that into this little uh, piece of news here. 
poor Mr. Jeffrey Owens of the Cosby Show, this actor, um, you know, like I said, he's a very handsome mulatto man. He could play like a detective, middle-aged detective, or he could play like a love interest to like, you know, Big Mama's house, you know, some fat black woman or something. She's like, mm-hmm, honey, I'm getting myself some chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, and, he, and then like the studio audience would be like, ooh. And he, he comes on set, you know. So, you know, kind of a charming, mulatto, uh, kind of a black man from the Cosby show, middle-aged. But apparently he got seen working at a Trader Joe's at a cash register in a dirty uniform. And that's a bum racket, you know, acting, show business. It's tough, you know, and people are making fun of him, I guess, online, you know. It's like, holy shit, what a fall from grace. You used to be on a hit TV show, and uh, now you're working at a fucking, uh, you know as a cashier at a fucking grocery store. And um, a lot of actors, I guess, came to his defense talking about uh, the reality of the working actor. Yeah, sometimes you got to work several jobs, but um, that's a part of the gig sometimes, you know? It's a fickle business. Some are fortunate over others. There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of waters to navigate in the show business stream so to speak, and, uh, you know, that's totally what this podcast is about, you know, I'm a working man, I'm an actor, I'm a comic, I'm a fucking temporary laborer, and as I wanted to tie in, as you guys heard those fucking um, fire engines roaring by, fucking idiots and your stupid red hats and your goddamn fire hoses, um, I was working at a building yesterday, sorry, rather, last week, as I'm a temporary laborer, there was a fire in a in a apartment complex near me, and um, I was there hanging floodlights. The whole building was uh, evacuated, and uh, we had to put on like these uh, masks. We had to go in and hang up um, lighting in the hallways, so um, you know people could go in and renovate and uh, you know fix up these units, these apartment units, so people can move back in. And I was caked in fucking smoke. and uh, But it, it turned out to be an all right day. We just kind of dicked around and they sent us home. So, you know, we got paid for a full day of, you know, not doing too much. So it was a blessing. But um, that's totally what it is when you're a performer. Sometimes you got to work all sorts of petty, menial little fucking jobs just to pay the goddamn rent. To keep the Google on, right? Somebody has to pay for this internet connection. <coughs> internet connection, sorry. So yeah, you know, that's just the nature of um, the working actor, Jeffrey Owens. Uh, Luckily, he didn't get caught selling like, um, you know, Rohypnol, date rape drugs, you know, Cosby show actor caught selling fucking date rape pills. (laughs) I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. But, um... You know, anyway. But that's just the deal, I guess, you know. And uh, what's going on in my world? Uh, you know, feeling pretty blessed. This is the first day of September. Actually, no, it's not. It's the fourth day. First podcast for me of September. And uh, we're in a new month and we're in the, the final quarter of 2018. Feeling pretty blessed, you know. 
did everything I had to do. Um, it's a beautiful fucking sunny September morning. I feel really fucking alive and blessed to be here. I like I like recording these in the morning. I like getting up on a Tuesday morning and recording these and putting them out. Um, the last month and a half or so, I'd been recording uh, at night, like 9 o'clock at night or something, because uh, I was working, <clears throat> just like that Jeffrey Owens actor. I was working my balls off, and uh, you know I didn't have time to record in the morning, because I'd have to get up at the crack of 4 a.m. That's the life of a fucking temporary laborer, actor, comedian, podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. You get up at the crack of fucking before dawn. I was up before dawn, 4 a.m., so I could shower, get dressed, get to my temporary laborer office to sign in to get a chance to go to work at 8 o'clock. So you got to report like at 5.30 in the morning to the office to get the chance to go out for work at 8 a.m. So there's a lot of hustle and bustle for me to be this uh, person that you hear on this microphone. It's a lot of fucking uh, threads that I got to weave together to do this. So, you know, cut us some slack, you know. When you see an actor, actress out there, a comic out there, and they're, they're working their balls off, cut them some slack, you know? Why, why throw an anchor at them when they're trying to fucking surface for air, you know, for God's sakes? So, um, you know, feeling good today, though, to be doing the podcast on a beautiful morning, you know, looking outside, you know, some Chinese guys moving a dolly across the street, some... Fucking white guy, looks like an alcoholic type, you know, stringy hair and a ball cap. He's walking down the street, looking over his shoulder. Some young Indian boy with a Toronto Blue Jays jacket. He's walking across the street. You know, it's sunny out. There's squirrels running around. It's a blessed day, so I'm glad to be here to record. Um, I've been working out. Um, It was Labor Day yesterday, right? So I had three days off in a row. I kind of went apeshit. I was eating a lot of junk food and shit. Uh, I just kind of felt like it. Um, I was having a kind of a reminiscing phase, so to speak. Uh, the past couple of days, I, I was doing a lot of thinking. It was the 10-year anniversary of my mother passing away. And, um, you know, I can say today she truly did her best. And I'm grateful for that. She wasn't perfect by any stretch. And um, that's just what it is. So it was the 10-year anniversary of my mother's passing. She she chain-smoked cigarettes and lived a sedentary life. And she wound up having a quadruple bypass, which led to a later stroke, and which she passed away from 10 years ago. So to anybody out there who's smoking cigarettes, it's a bum racket. It's a lousy rap. You're never going to beat the clock. Quit while you're ahead. That's what I had to do. I'm uh, one year and ten months free of uh, cigarette smoking as well. So so I can today say I'm grateful for my mother. So uh, wherever she is, keep on rocking out there in the free world, mommy. And yeah, my working outs have been good. I've been working out, uh, feeling pretty sweat, sweat, sweated. Is that the word? There's like a Yiddish word for that. Feeling pretty sweat, sweat, sviddle, sviddled. Oh, Rabbi Jacobson, help me. What is the word, Rabbi Jacobson? Aish, oi, oi, vey. 
And uh, yeah, I had to fast yesterday though because, um, like I said, I was eating so much candy and fucking. I ate like I ate six half moons. You know those half moon things? They're like they're basically Twinkies. They're like um, I ate six of those, right? I just gobbled them up, and I'm like, mm. I ate like six half moons, and I ate like a bag of nibs. I love nibs. Oh my god, nibs. Cherry flavored nibs. Those are the bomb diggity. Those are my jam. Now that I'm sober, that's how I get my kicks. You know, I'll eat like a bag of nibs, get a little sugar rush, knocking back uh, sparkling water, you know, carbonated water. I love that shit. So yesterday I worked out and I fasted. So now I'm feeling back to my normal self. The bloating went down, feeling pretty good. Um,. And yeah, I had a blessed weekend, uh, just kind of chilled out, went to some sobriety meetings, and I watched The Sopranos. The Sopranos is kind of like, uh, oh my God, it's such a great series. It, uh, it deals with so much like um, human plight. It deals with trust issues, parent issues, relationship issues, um, issues of society, societal factors, you know, who are you in society? It, it, it deals with issues of finances. Who are you financially? What are you financially? What is your worth? You know, what is your financial worth? What is your spiritual worth? It deals with um, issues of crime, obviously. They're a mafia family, the Sopranos. And it's such a great uh, series. I've been watching that, and um, I banged out a few episodes of that this uh, this past Labor Day weekend. Uh, I'm on like, I'm in. I'm coming up the final season. There's six seasons altogether, right? I'm coming up on the final one, so very interested to see how that turns out. Um, you know, Tony Soprano, fucking. Fucking capiche, yeah, fucking Malians. That's what I'm telling you. Fucking Tony Soprano. You get this through your fucking head. I'm the boss of this family. Get this through your fucking head. I want my fucking money. James Gandolfini. He went before his time. He was only like 55 or something. 54. He passed away a couple years back. Brilliant actor, very good. The the multifaceted James Gandolfini playing the multi-afflicted Tony Soprano. So, um, yeah, go check out The Sopranos if you get a chance, man. I almost fucking cried this episode, uh, sorry, this past season, season five. One of the prominent uh, actors... Sorry, one of the prominent characters in the series got, uh, you know, let's say she's, let's say they uh, slept with the fishes, so to speak. So um, I won't give away too much of that, but it was like, a, whew, you know, one of my favorite characters got the old, the hook and, uh, you know, had me real kind of, had me really drawn in, you know. It's a good series. I recommend it highly. And it's shot really beautifully too, right? That's what I'm working on right now in my, uh, in my career is um, I'm, uh, I'm studying some things on filmmaking. 
I want to go on and eventually per- perhaps make my own projects and stuff like that. And uh, part of the part of what's so great about the show is the writing. You know, all the characters, the scenes, the way in which they flip. The way in which they flip the scenes and how they flow together. Um, and also this, the, the, the cinema... cinema the cinematography, the way they shoot it. It's a really beautiful-looking show as well. It has a real nice look to it. A lot of um, deep colors and dark corners, a lot of, um, you know, interesting shots and angles, and uh, there's a lot of dream sequences too. That's another thing that happens in the show because... um, if you're unfamiliar with the show, a big theme of it is uh, Tony Soprano, his life as a mafia boss. And then he goes and he speaks with his therapist. And then, you know, one of the threads of the show is, um, it seems like every season he has some kind of a dream episode. When the whole episode is like kind of wacky because it's like his dream. It's like in his dream state. So, um, yeah, a lot of different uh, cinematography a lot of cinema-esque uh, visual beauty to the series, so to speak. So, kind of nine, ten years late on that, though. Holy fuck, you know. But that's the thing. I never had Google back in the day, you know. It was just like um, one of the first times in my life I had consistent internet access. And uh, I don't even watch it on the internet. But I'm just saying... Um, I rent it from the library, The Sopranos. You can get uh, all sorts of media and movies and DVDs and shit from the library. So I get it from the library, but um, it's it's, uh, definitely worth the watch. Go check it out, The Sopranos, all right? There you have it. And uh, something that's going on with me personally in my personal life... um, Working on ego, working on worry, working on the future. Um, Ego. Ego is, uh, yes, we all know, it's a very vain, it's a very personal obsession, it's a very narcissistic characteristic to be obsessed with yourself the ego and we all know that it just sounds um well I don't know if we all know that some people are completely oblivious about it that's why ego is such a tricky subject because some people are so unaware like for example um there's a guy at my work he has an ego out to the moon he's got a huge ego but he's not necessarily rude or mean or arrogant but it comes across very passive aggressively and um, I just started to know this guy Um, he's like uh, a new worker at my temporary labor office and you know he's in charge of a lot of the office stuff a lot of the office handlings handlings at the uh, temporary labor office and his ego is out to the moon and that's the first thing I noticed about him I'm like you know what he's not necessarily a bad person he's not necessarily mean-spirited but there's just this there's a when you have an ego that's out to lunch it really 
divides you from people, you know? He's always got to be the person in charge of a conversation. There's me and there's him in the conversation in this <clears throat> there's him in the conversation, then there's you in the conversation and you're down there and he's up here and he wants to talk to you in a certain way and it's a really unpleasing really unpleasing characteristic of his. And uh, you know, you could say I have ego for even judging him, right? What is what is what other people do have to do with me? But, you know, um, I've been thinking about ego, and that's an example. And I've been thinking about my own ego. And, um, you know, I had to have a lot of humility getting back into my uh, performing career. Um, you know, like I said, I'm an alcoholic. I'm one year, 10 months sober. But uh, prior to that, I was on a 16-year uh, progressive drinking fallout so to speak it's a progressive condition alcoholism and um it progressed over 16 years of my drinking the last five of which i was like a daily drinker um and my uh performing career was pretty much um non-existent so for me to get back into my career now i had to show a lot of humility it's like i'm starting over again not really. I mean, I'm a year and 10 months sober and I've done a lot of things. The podcast, open mics, going out there trying to produce my own shows, trying to upgrade my um, my filmmaking talents, trying to upgrade um, just all my talents, basically. Upgrade my life. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch at the moment, but um, it had me really thinking like, I had to put a lot of my ego aside, have some humility humility to be back where I am. But sometimes it's not far enough. Sometimes you really got to be, you got to be humble down to the core because any piece of ego I find, I suffer for. Like perfect example, I'm walking down the street yesterday and there's these two people walking ahead of me and it's a narrow street and they're talking. They're the kings of their own universe. They're the kings of their own universe. They're just like talking and talking and talking. And they're meandering and lumbering and puttering along, clogging up the pathway. And I'm just trying to get past them. And I'm feeling like, you know what? You know, you're putting me back here. You're subjecting me to your fucking natterings and blabberings and blah, blah, blah. So finally, we get a little bit of open space on the path, and um, the path is obviously le leading to a corner store, a convenience store. Like, that's the only real reason why you'd be on that path, is if you're going to the convenience store, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to the convenience store too, right? Well, I can't really brush by them because they're kind of clogging things up and making a big production of, look at us, we're here, we're here, look at us, we're here, look at us, our ego, our ego, our ego, we're here, pay attention to us. It's like, who the fuck are you? You're just a fucking person in the world like me. Like, can't you just have a little bit of, you know, respect for other people's personal space? Can't you have a respect for other people's boundaries? And just, if you want to talk and be with yourselves, then just move off to the side. Like, why do you have to be so territorial? And you know what I mean? When people, like, they can let you go. They can let you pass them, but they don't want to. They just want to 
hold you there indefinitely. It's a strange habit that people have when they want to box you in and keep you, keep you behind them. Like it's just this weird kind of crab in the bucket mentality. They're basically, you know, they want to go into the store first, yet they don't want to make a a motion to do it. They want to go at their own leisure and blah, 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 keep me waiting. So I'm standing there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I knew they were going to do this. I knew they were going to do this. A lot of people do this. They'll enter a store and then they'll just stand in the doorway, blocking the other customers from entering behind them. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's infuriating. Well, that's just really my ego. My ego says, oh, I should be able to pass. And my ego says, oh, you know what? I'm just as important as them. Why are they treating me this way? So then I suffer. I stew about it. And I add all this self-importance to myself as if I'm somebody. But realistically, I'm just a person in the world. They're just people in the world. And they got some kind of issue with themselves where they want to, I don't know, cause people from, you know, they want to deter people from getting on with their day. They want to get in people's way. They want to take their time and make a big production of themselves. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm here. Look at me. Uh. Fine. I shouldn't let that enter my head because I know what's going on. I know that's just them asserting their own will, their own ego, whatever. Just let it be. Let it pass. So, um... I guess the good thing is I realized that and I, uh, I tried to let that go. I tried to, you know what, the, I, I, felt the, I felt the annoyance rise up in myself. I felt the self-importance. How dare they treat me like a nothing? How dare they treat me like a second string? How dare they treat me this way? Like, don't they know who I am? I'm just as important as them. Realistically, nobody cares about each other. That's kind of bleak, but generally speaking, most people are concerned with themselves. So the only real way to get through life, I find, is to be of service, to give back to people, show them that in giving to them, it's of service to myself as well. And not be so caught up in the self-importance of myself. Like, I know I'm kind of harping on it, but it's something that's really important. Because when when I get too self-absorbed, then it's like I become distrustful of people and I become hell-bent on my needs and my wants. Whereas the only way to connect with people is through unity and and through service. And, um, you know, not judging people like, so what? So what? They're loud and obnoxious people. They want to get ahead of me in a, in a grocery store lineup. Let them be ahead of me in a grocery store lineup. Rather than meet their ignorance with my own ignorance, I should meet their ignorance with understanding. That way we have a better chance of, of um, connecting. Because generally speaking, we're all obsessed with ourselves. And the only way to connect with people is to give of yourself and for me to give of myself. So, um, Rabbi Jacobson, L'chaim, Shalom, he taught me that. And um, going into my future, that's the type of thing I want. I want to be able to um, 
be more connected and grounded with people. You know, I want to be trustful of people. I want to give trust and receive trust. That way I can be connected with people to attain my goals, but more importantly, help others attain theirs. Maybe not more importantly, I ain't a fucking martyr, you know, I don't really care that much. <laughs> but I do I do want to be of service that way, you know, everything in unison in a beautiful world. We're all connected, the machine works. Coming forward, I got to keep on working at my comedy, trying to get myself producing some stand-up comedy shows. It's a progress, it's in motion, I always mention it, but um, I can't mention it too much until I have some concrete... Uh, examples so pretty soon i'm gonna have something to tell you guys about acting wise same thing blah 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 spoke about that and film wise same thing blah 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 spoke about that working towards the dream you know trying to be one with myself free of ego of service to humankind it's your old chuckle buddy guess who jonathan james ramtran uh well, i was gonna say what Prophet, prophetic Prophesizing, prophesizing, preaching. It's your old chuckle buddy, Jonathan James Ramtram, preaching the gospel on this September 4th, 2018. A lot of great things coming along in life. Um, just got to keep that positivity rolling. I'm going to talk to you next time. God bless. Job bless. And um, you take it easy out there. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.